0: Hello, this is Sunny, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Lavender Menace podcast, and I am today bringing to you our special edition bonus content episode, which I edited. So if things feel a little choppy, it's because we basically didn't include these sections in our initial podcast, our third episode which if you haven't listened to, go listen to it, and you know, we just didn't have enough time to include it all, so here we are basically talking about Stella Blomkvist, which we discussed at length in episode three, but that kind of transitions into us discussing our perspectives on media and how we consume and perceive media differently, um, especially as me being a booktuber and someone who reads voraciously, how I view books as different forms of media and how I prefer them to TV especially, and why Renaissance is someone who is very much more into TV and the actual drama and acting and art an artistry of constructing a show or a movie or a live theater experience so that's what you're going to be hearing from us today um hope you enjoy um but it's like
1: i mean i don't know I- enough of iceland's politics to know what party is like the administration for the majority of the show supposed to be in and the administration of the um, managed, the blonde yeah. one, the blonde milk, yeah, it's still in the blonde milk. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's like sapphic relations, but that rarely ever indicates political leanings, so they could be really concerned. I also just don't know much about Iceland's politics in real life
0: to know what it is. I don't even think that that's the thing that's important. I think what's important is that in the show, like. I, I find that oftentimes shows and and media and this is the other thing in BBC Sherlock it is fine it's fundamentally tied to the British government because uh Sherlock's brother Mycroft like works for like is like in the MI six or whatever so and like Stella here is obviously involved in the government uh what like not because she necessarily wants to but she just kind of gets roped into it throughout the course of the show but oftentimes what the th- the thing about the way that these all of these shows or any show that that has any sort of like portrayal of politics or the administration and the bureaucracy of politics is that like the criticisms from the show itself and like the way that it frames the pop like politics and stuff uh are oftentimes very i don't know is it they just feel so like shallow and it it makes sense because it's supposed to be it's just another plot element for the storytelling to push itself forward but like that I think that it's so it's such a like it's such a weak sort of like cop-out when it's when the greater conflict at hand is something that is like this greater geopolitical thing that isn't fully explained in any in any like particular capacity, and we're never like we as the audience are never given uh, necessarily like any sort of like we don't we don't really have a view on on the China Iceland like relation like economic relationship like we don't we don't really care as the viewer we care about the, the interpersonal relationships of the people well, exactly in politics. yes and that's why and that's the premise of that's the premise of criticizing shows like like, the West Wing, or, um, you know, stuff like that, where it's, like, you, you're you presented with the way that things are, the the way that bureaucracy works, and the, the inner machinations of it, and we see the ways that people are bad within the inner machinations of it, but never in the show, it are never in this media are we ever, like, asked to question these, any of these, like, institutions or anything, or any, any of, like, and it's, like, that's fine, cool. because it's just media, but, yeah. like, But, like, the thing is, is that that's why it's, that's, like, that's why it's weak for me. I enjoy media that takes criticism of interpersonal actions that is ultimately some, like, kind of something much, like, something, ultimately, like, something much, like, greater than that. But what ends up happening in the show, like, is that the interpersonal, like, what the Stella and the blonde MILF and the blonde MILF taking over, like, okay, wait, can I do spoilers? Am I allowed to do spoilers?
1: say what it is and then wait uh, you're editing this episode which means that it's not going to be oh wait but you're concussed should I edit this episode for you
0: yeah I guess okay (laughs) so well okay I mean if if I were to if we were to include spoilers it's like uh at the very end when Stella kind of figures out that that the girl that she's been fucking has been behind Mm -hmm. the machinations of everything from the beginning to the end from the murder of Hala to the the teen the girl the teenagers who are messing around so uh this this and guadai um like she's behind all of this and she's known this whole time and like as the audience member it's like the way that we're supposed to feel about blonde milf character versus how we're supposed to feel about stella bombkvist and how we're supposed to feel about this blonde milf character's like rise to power, and her being like, "Look, there's always going to be shitty men in power, and people vote for these shitty men. So I just have to do what I have to do to get myself into power." And Stella is like, "That's sh- like, I don't like that. I don't support you." But I think that it's like, this is just that is so that's very unsatisfying to me. um Not in a way of like, "Oh, I want more, more like another season and see." But I mean, what I do, do you want- like? I do you mean that that concept is. is
1: unsatisfying? Do you find the blonde milk's rise to power unsatisfying? Like, but, but see, this is why I don't in like this standards. political climate. But the thing this is, like, I, no, no, but listen, is that, all, is like, that a, like, standards like... that you hold to all pieces of media? Like, is is are you then going to say that like any piece of media that has to do with politics? Like, are you going to say that like Veep is is not good because it just well, presents know the U.S. government? About.
0: And I don't watch V. But the thing is, is that- You should watch V. But like, well, any political show,
1: like, like West Wing, Scandal, all of those shows, how to get away with murder even, just, oh, well, because that, they a don't, don't actually why. question the fundamentals of that government, then it's just never going to be satisfying for you. Like,
0: yeah, exactly. That's why I don't watch those shows. I don't watch those shows because they are ultimately, like, they ultimately present- these institutions that I view as inherently despicable as things that are like worth saving or worth like characterizing and like putting a moralizing like piece on like we I can be like okay so yeah, just don't good. buy into it like just look at the, the whole point or of look the, to the show is to, is to convince you of the whole point of the show is to convince you of the legitimacy of like these institutions and like I just don't give a fuck. I literally don't care, which is why I will, which is why I don't give a fuck about like West Wing, and I think that liberals really well, like it. I West don't Wing. give
1: a fuck about I th- that either. I mean, I guess that's why I watch it as a gay person, and I think it's good because I don't, I don't care about how they like present it because it is bullshit. Like, yeah, if I actually watch this to try and figure out or to try and find any critique on geopolitical relationships or how they present that then yeah it would be less
0: enjoyable but I like, but see that's the thing I can't when I consume media I like I can't disengage that part it always frustrates me which is why I like reading books and I like watching movies that are that really like tackle these issues sort of like like head on or in a way that is like very off. that's why some of my favorite books I are I mean I like, like pets, that too. but I
1: just don't have that all the time like when I know that something is going to disappoint me politically I walk into it knowing that it's going to disappoint me well I think like that's already off
0: the table no no no. I understand like that goes that also is why I like like Taylor Swift and like don't really care about her politics because at the end of the day she's just another rich white lady like I can still engage with the art without having to like think about anything beyond that but the thing about like tv shows is that it's so like it's so much time of my life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that like at the end of the day I end up not like it do- it's not anything like coherent or enjoyable for me for for example like some of my favorite books are the books that I talk about a lot like like The Midnight Live which...
1: episodes this was less than six hours it's not even episodes yeah but the every thing is is that
0: hour. no but let me let me explain to you let me explain to you my reasoning for this like like some of my favorite books that I think like. I mean, awful. if
1: you're saying that like Grey's Anatomy is too long and incoherent, like
0: yeah, because it is, no, no, no. it it no. Let me, let me finish after. what I'm saying. I, this is what I was trying to say before you cut me off like three times ago. So basically, oh, some my of my favorite some of my favorite like books and movies. Like I really I really like the movie like Sorry to Bother You directed by Boots Riley, and that is that is a movie that does tackle the issues of, like, capitalism and American empire and, like, racism and and in in this really coherent and crazy way. And I think that, like, also, like, with Birds of Prey, I think it also does that in a very coherent and fun and engaging way. Like, I think that, like, these are the, the reason why I like these movies as, like, pieces of art are because they embody, like, a lot of the things that I truly believe in in a way that's, like, very engaging and fun, which is, like... And and I think like the books that I really enjoy like I on my booktube panel Asani Booknook which you should subscribe to if you haven't already um I did a political review about the Midnight Lie by Marie Rutkoski which is a young adult fantasy sapphic novel um that kind of that t- also talks about capitalism and empire and interpersonal relationships in this really coherent and interesting way that's also why I like docile by Cam Sparger, but I I'm not
1: disagreeing of- with you on yes, why these are saying. good or the way that's that it engages with the, the politics. I, and i'm not saying that like i enjoy these things too i also like political media that but the presents is or in engages in
0: media, politics like the media that, that I I i'm agree talking with. about the media that i'm talking about it's not even like political the way that this show isn't really political this show isn't about politics this show just no. ha- kind of has politics as its backdrop and like things kind of happen because of them but i think that like the difference is that in the books that i'm mentioning like like docile or pet by Quiky and Amezi or uh like, uh, Little Fires Everywhere by, like, Celeste Ng. Like, in books that I really enjoyed, uh, or, like, Black Buck by Mateo Scaribor, Like, a lot of these books, um, the fundamental conflict that's central to the story that drives everything beyond even just interpersonal relationships, because I talk about this in my video about The Midnight Lie, the interpersonal relationships ultimately just they they exist to kind of uphold the the points that the story is trying to get across and i think that the best media ultimately does that the best media is 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 when there's a greater purpose in every single like element of the storytelling um and there's there's something that is not only fun but that is something also like very intellectually engaging in every element of like and that's so something that is so like um, like profound and intentional in the decision making within the stories and obviously you haven't like but read the book i don't disagree that I'm about. i agree with uh, yeah, you that's on what I'm that. and I, I'm, not I'm not saying, saying that stella is i'm not saying that the... you disagree with this but i'm saying that the reason why you enjoy the show very much and i enjoy the show like enough like I enjoy the show to the point of like a 3.5 star is because it doesn't engage like uh, when I engage with media I really like that is that is one of the most important things for me th- when I look at stuff you when you look at media it seems to me like from what I understand yes. of how you engage with media you look at how hot the female actors are no okay that's <laughs> and, a very and the sex that they have Whereas that's I kind of. That's so get shallow. That, no, like, no, you're but just I'm so serious. Just, like... You even said you even said you got into the show because you're like, oh, I just wanted to watch another, like a gay crime show. And that's fine. But like, well, because not that... that's what I like. What That's just like, that. that's not
1: like, oh, if there's no one hot or if it, or if it, like, it's like, that's not my main basis. Like, that's such a shallow. No, no 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 I I'm obviously generalizing this and I'm like, and I'm I mean just I can singers. like things because I think people are hot like yes do I think that people in Celebrost are hot or Stella in particular yeah I do are there pieces of media that don't have hot people or that i like for other reasons just because it's gay or Obviously. whatever
0: like, i'm not saying this as like a general thing In the same way that all the media that i enjoy isn't all something that's any more anything more politically profound like there's uh, there's media that i enjoy that has nothing to do with like my politics that i still like consume constantly so i'm not saying this as like a general like like that is all our tastes as media consumers are like. I'm just saying these are the that, that that's just the observation that I've made from watching the show with you. And like and I think that you enjoy I like I really I started with making comments and then you were just so
1: over it and so unforgiving that I was just like, okay, I'm going to keep my comments. So the but last the thing is, is and only I showed you, you heard- When I
0: showed you Birds of Prey, I was also incredibly unforgiving. And you were not giving me anything. You you didn't say anything, but I just kept I doing was. it. I was. I
1: really enjoyed it. The thing is, is that I was in the middle of doing something, also watching Birds of Prey. And you were upset that I wasn't giving it my full attention when I didn't have time to watch Birds of Prey at that time. And then when we watched it a second time, I was still very interested I put... It's on my letterbox. I have it as five stars. I liked it and reviewed it two times. I really enjoy that movie.
0: No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm I'm talking about. Like... No, I'm talking about me presenting it to you and then being annoying about it the whole way through. Like, like you, when you Yeah, but it I me, agree you know?
1: with the things that you said. You did not agree, and you opposed <laughs> the things that I said while watching but also, it's like, this. how, I don't
0: know, how would you know?
1: Like, how and did you and I didn't and agree? And the second time when we watched it, which is when like I realized, like, okay, Sunny, like, everything that you wanted to say the first time we watched Birds of Prey, you can say it now. After we watched that movie, because we watched it in two parts, I told you, I texted you personally and said, I like hearing your perspective while watching this film i like your comments i think that you're fun to watch this film with so you can't say that i wasn't no, no, giving no, no. you but anything I
0: but in the moment of watching it it's like because i'm could- watching a movie i also have no, follow- but that's- you, humor. like I, i'm trying to be more critical with everything that i consume because because especially having read like hundreds of books within the past year like it's i think it's so interesting the way that like especially and this is the other thing i was going to talk about like like the reason why i don't like i don't like shows is that the way that um things kind of become full circle or themes carry through throughout it it just it, it makes me it personally makes me ill because <laughs> i it, it may it, it feels like a personal affront to me because it, it feels like it feels like I'm being spoon-fed information and kind of like being beat over the head with the themes, as opposed to as like a consumer or as a reader, being able to pull out the themes myself, which is why I couldn't get through Little Fires Everywhere, the show. But I love the book. The book is so subtle in its storytelling and it's and it weaves this narrative in this very, in this very like coherent and and cohesive sort of way. But like when I watched a show, I was like, it's giving. It's so obvious how racist our main show. character are. well, I, when I watched the first five minutes of the show, I was like, it's so obvious that Reese Witherspoon's character is gonna be like a villain. But like in in the book, like that was not the case at all. Her villainy sort of unravels in this really beautiful way, and and also like the way that we don't like, we don't really like. But Angel. you read the book before you watched the show. Yeah, because the show didn't exist before it, when yeah. started. Of- reading the book and like that's what I'm saying like I think that I think that the way that books are able to the way that books are able to do the things that shows do in terms of giving a general theme while also kind of spacing out like events over over courses over a course of time uh I think that like the medium of like tv kind of like is has to make it obvious to the viewers in a way like because it's it's visual as opposed to like 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 words, and I just don't. I don't enjoy the obviousness of that. I don't enjoy the sentimentality, sentimentality of that.
1: Because to me, I mean, I have to say, my relationship with media. I def, I definitely watched this show with a very different perspective than when I first watched it. Because like, it literally was a year ago, and I've learned and changed political, like, my politics and how I view things a lot differently now than when I first watched it, so I'm not gonna say that I enjoyed it the exact same, or I had the exact same, or I picked up on the same things that I did the first time. However, to me, like, I, first of all, I just liked the form of acting like i just like i like watching people act and it's, it's like just, so melodramatic and you're so, it's melodramatically dark and you're really into that yeah and i but just know but i, I like like even <laughs> like regardless like i like watching actors in
0: theater in movies in tv i see, like I, watching you know, actors as someone as someone who did acting for like most of my life and like who did mm-hmm. theater and stuff and then when i would go see but that's shows, but when I, I would go i'm see saying movies.
1: that because that's something that like whenever I read a book that I really like, or there's a story that it, like anything in high school that I ever really enjoyed watching were plays. Like I liked reading plays because it's like, okay, it's like actors in my head. And it like, you can do that with books, but I don't like reading descriptions. I like multiple forms of things at the same time. So I like script writing. I like listening to the words and how like the show is written and dialogue. And just on the plain level of of how a show is written. I like watching people act. I like the performance of acting. I like seeing people express things. I like set design. I like scoring. I like seeing people's different skill set and how they direct things and how things are directed and how angles and... Yeah, like, like, like the way like, like people pan like I over think
0: from. I think that artistry is all very interesting and beautiful to me yeah but that's that, the the my is, is like, that,
1: preference that's my yeah like, like that's your one. preference in a way that that's not that, yours
0: yeah yeah because for me like I like the interiority and the complexity that words kind of allow I dialogue is just not real like I enjoy dialogue but in books like that's not really what sticks out in my mind. Like, one of my favorite books of all time, Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe by Benjamin Elliott Science. Books that yeah.
1: don't have a lot that are not dialogue heavy are
0: n- rarely
1: ever my favorite
0: book. Ever. Well, the thing rarely. is that it, it, in, in, in Aristotle and Dante, that book, like, there are lots of moments that are very heavily dialogue, but there are also lots of moments that are very that are very quiet and very much just were in the mind of our, of our character. And I think that like that balance is what was so engaging to me because I think that like the thing about dialogue for me is that um, dialogue, like the way that media conveys dialogue, like shows and movies um, like dialogue is written in such a, in such an intentional way that is like that's not how real people talk you know like people don't talk with the with the with the with thinking that like okay the thing that every single word i'm saying now is going to further like the plot point of the character arc of me you know we don't think like that right and me me and my friend izzy we're talking about and me and my friend kennedy we're talking about this how it's so interesting how in in shows and in movies like because because these are all fake people and you're kind of projecting <laughs> your idea of people onto a character you're writing, like the writing and the dialogue and the way that people are. Yeah. But to- you
1: didn't even, I, I agree with this. I agree with this. I'm not disagreeing with this, but then also you don't even like, like visual adaptations of like normal people, the show, which you haven't watched. And I think you said you refused to watch normal people, the show is, <sighs> so like it takes that because the i but the thing is is that what i enjoy and, like, the about the relationship
0: about the book the reason why i like normal people is because i don't remember i do not remember the conversations but i do remember the interiority of these characters i do remember how i felt about looking at the relationship and i'm just like i don't think trump i don't think, I don't think like consuming a visual interpretation of what I felt is going to be is going to be really uh, what's the word satisfying for me? Like I don't think it's going to be emotionally satisfying for me because the reason why the book like made me feel the way it did was because I could really project and put myself into the mindsets and the and the understandings of these characters even though i'm so different from them. like that's the thing about books that i love that's different from movies and tv. i think is that like in movies and tv because you're looking at you're literally looking at another person play another person like you there's you're you're removed from the ide- that the ideas in the text by like three different people, right? by your your own perception, by the by the actor's perception of the character, the character itself and who wrote it. Right. But with books, you there that's nothing is in between that. You, the reader, and then the text that's on the page that that the person who wrote it wrote. Like you're the only person interpreting that. And because of that, I can then step myself into the mind of Connell and feel everything that Connell is feeling. And I can and I feel myself in Connell. Like I I'm like, oh, I really relate to you, even though we are nothing alike. Like I relate to but I have that relationship with... with I mean, but I think this is how we really relate. Shows in shows, you don't see these characters like thoughts and their inner monologues. But in, in books, that's all but, that okay. is. No, because and that's it, the there are that shows
1: where if I'm gonna bring up Fleabag again, the way you bring up Birds of Prey, is the way that I bring up Fleabag. But in Fleabag, is does this very intelligently because they utilize
0: the fourth like wall. breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Yes.
1: And now, not every show does this. Like, obviously, in Normal People, it would be, I think, inappropriate for them to break the fourth wall. Like, it it, it doesn't fit there. And reading Normal People, I I get it and I don't. I, I get it in that if that is what you value in reading and getting those stories, then like, yes, TV and visual mediums are just, they're never going to give you that. And that makes sense.
0: At the end of the day, like TV and shows and even like musicals and plays and stuff is that everything that is interior of the character and of the person has to become externalized in their facial expression, in the songs they sing, in the music that's being played in the background. It has to be externalized in this way. But the thing is, is that me as a person, like. I do not I do not externalize a lot of what I think and what I feel and what I like what I really want to say like a lot of that is very much within myself and I can't fully convey, like the reason why I don't say it out loud, the reason why I don't I don't convey it in how I behave is because I feel that I have no ability to. And the reason why I like reading is because it, it gives me the ability to convey what I think and what I feel in this way that doesn't feel too vulnerable. It's like removed because it's just words on a page. But with like watching other people act it out, and it's embarrassing it's I can't watch shows because it's embarrassing I have, to, I have to click I have to exit out of that shit like I cannot I can't I can't watch people embarrass themselves because I already do that every day like I, I can't see someone else I can't see someone else do it and that's the other thing as someone who did the in musical theater for most for most of my life and did performance and like dance and everything is that, like so much of so much of what you do is like entirely based off of how you want the audience to feel, right? And like, also what you think, like you're trying to accurately interpret who, whoever wrote the show. Like you're trying, like like something that I heard a lot in acting classes was, you know, you never like miss a line or never, never like skip over a word because this the playwright put it there intentionally to show something about that character to show to push the plot forward in an important way but me being the bimbo that i am i could never memorize lines in a way that was exact into the script because because i what well that's what is i thought like- what I thought the character was supposed to be. And then I would say things in accordance to what I thought the character would say as opposed to what was being written down. So like, that's what I'm saying. The, re- the, the multiple steps of removal between the content creation and the delivery, like the steps in between is what is like it, it, that externalization is what makes me uncomfortable because I like internal navel-gazy media. I mean,
1: yes, that's your preference. I'm not going to say that your preference is wrong. In terms of, like, lines and interpretation, in an interview for Shiva Baby, the director, Emma, said about um, Molly Gordon, is, like, she never says the same line twice. Like, the sentiment is always correct, but she never says the same line twice. And so I think, like, this idea that as an actor, as a performer, that there's no,
0: like deviation from the original yeah it,
1: it, i mean there are some like there are some texts there are some pieces like i think if you messed up like a uh, monologue in shakespeare or like it's so obvious ad-lib. it's so obvious yeah like you, like, you, like
0: you wouldn't right? be able to get it doesn't
1: sound like shakespeare yeah you wouldn't be able to get away with that whatever there's some moments where that is f- fine it doesn't matter you got the sentiment across what needed to be expressed was expressed and there are sometimes where you can't skip an um or a uh, or but or whatever so i mean i think like Painting all of visual media in that way is inaccurate just because it's so diverse. Oh, no, of
0: course I'm not saying that that's, that's the case at all. Like, I still love seeing music. I, I watch so many musicals. I watch so many plays. I watch so many movies. And, like, I'll watch TV when you force me to. But, like, the, <laughs> the other thing is that something that I enjoy, the, what I, why I enjoy, like, live theater. Okay, if I had to, like, rank experiences, I think yeah, live theater when it's done well is better yeah. than movies. But movies are better than like musicals when I am not fully engaged in like when I'm not when the musical isn't good. And the thing is, is that musicals being good, it's a one percent chance, okay? To be like because when you're in the audience, if you're far if you're too far away from wait, the audience. wait, are you
1: talking like, when when you're saying Musical movies or musicals as in live theater musicals? Which musicals? Musical as
0: in musicals as in live theater. Musical okay. slash plays. Live theater. Live theater is really, mm-hmm. really good yes. when you're in the right position, when you're like at, close enough to the stage, but not too close, when the actors are all perfect, when everything is correct and everything. Is... But the thing is, is that it's That's so great. rare, so rare is there a budget that can encompass that. People who are talented enough to fully convey it and then the technically like it's it's just so hard and as someone who's been in a lot of shows it's so it's so fucking hard for something to be perfect that it's just a much rarer experience than a perfect movie or a good movie which is why i think movies are are just easier to like they're, they're easier to like fully enjoy um and they're more likely to be something that I enjoy as opposed to like live theater but the difference with live theater obviously it's like there's like th- there's a sense of like an aura in live shows and live music and live theater that's different than something that's recorded obviously but like I think okay. that um what's what's what I think is so different between TV shows and my preferred mediums of storytelling that are also visual and not, like, just text, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, like, like, live theater and musicals and reading and, like, and um, movies and stuff, is that, like, TV shows kind of have, they, they have the ability to, they have the ability to extend character arcs and plots and make more intricate sort of elements within them right and like having have plots within plots within plots in in a way that's like more extended across time And you're, you're just given more time right like movies can't be six hours but tv shows can be but what i like about movies and what i like about plays and stuff that are, that are limited within like a three hour span time span is that like you have to cut away everything that doesn't that doesn't ultimately uh, convey what the writer of of the thing is trying to convey. Like you have to get rid of so much and you have to like whittle it down to like the bare bones of of like the media that like, for example, if I had to rewrite Stella Blomkovist as like a movie, I think that it could be done in a much like like tighter and coherent way that could play out in that could play out like simultaneous simultaneous storylines in a much more interesting way because the thing is, is that when you have a limited time span like as someone who also like makes art and stuff like like when you have a limited time span and you have additional pressure and expectations of like oh you need to do this for this you need you have this much time and you have this this these are the resources you have and it's limited the limitation is what allows your creativity to like really heighten itself and, and and like really be able to flesh out something that you otherwise might not have been able to. Um, but I think that like the nature of TV shows is that like you don't you don't have to be as creative or condensed in terms of the storytelling. You don't have to be as tight um, in, the, in the narratives as you do in, like, movies and musicals, which in some ways, it, it can be really beneficial for, like, characters and plots that are really intricate and long. But in other ways, it just makes me tired. I don't give a fuck. You could tell me this in one hour. I don't need to sit through 10 hours of this. Like, it, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just six episodes is, like, in the yeah, world I know, of television... That's very rare. TV, TV shows are oftentimes, like, much longer yeah. than this, which is why, which is why I like BBC Sherlock, because each season, three episodes. Each episode is, like, a movie. And, like, I love that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. But uh, the rest of this, unless it's a sitcom or whatever, like, I don't, I just, I can't, I can't be fucked. I literally do not care. Like.
1: I mean, uh, I have to say, my, uh, I used to, I mean, I, I still love, TV, don't get me wrong, but that I used to, like, I used to rarely watch, like, I could count on one hand the entire year. I was much more a television-heavy person, and I'd say that has, like, changed a lot, and, and the shows that I do watch are either very short season, something like So Vist* that is like one season, six episodes. They did film a second season. They wrapped, I don't know when it's coming out. Standard for television, and I think specifically network television, is just quite low. Like, network television does not have to be good. And it shows. And the past couple of years, um, the things that I guess would be in the realm of TV rarely have actually been television. It's usually originals from streaming services right. or uh like adaptions or like there's not gonna you're not gonna have 25 seasons of normal people like you do with general hospital or gray's anatomy or something like that like little fires everywhere is just going to be that limited season yeah. um the like, limited
0: series situation that yeah, like streaming platforms have brought like, about
1: big little lies is i mean there's like talks of like maybe a third season and honestly i would kind of be I I would enjoy a third season just because I love the cast so But it's based off a book, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It, it's like it's just like it's a like made up off. Yeah, like yeah. M- like not. But it would just be it would be the like writers would take over so like like they finished the book and and yeah it's kind of like first... game of thrones did it which
0: this i never yeah. watched game of thrones but like have I a lot of my friends were really into it and i saw i there's so much media criticism about like the last season and stuff and like this is the other thing I well think that's that
1: because they thought that there's going to be another book by the time that the yeah. last and season that's came out the other
0: thing when and there okay, was when most there's so little original media content. So little. Most movies and TV well, shows and musicals are yeah. adaptations. Well, this
1: is a, that's been, like, a problem for, like, the past couple of years. Especially with, like, when live remakes started coming. It's just, like, no one wants a live remake of everything that we've already... Like, things yeah. were supposed to yeah. be animated for yeah. a reason. Like, right. like things weren't animated because we didn't want a live version yeah. of it. Like, it's because that was the appropriate media. Right my relationship with tv has changed in that it went from like I used to watch things like Grey's Anatomy or network television that just went on for literal decades um and now I appreciate much more like tight like Fleabag Phoebe Waller-Bridge has announced like there's no season three of Fleabag yeah Fleabag like Like, it's just those two seasons and those two seasons themselves are very short like and right. now
0: I've, I appreciate... Like, in order to make good content, content creators cannot be churning shit out the way that, like, yeah. things have... They have been expected to in the past, like, 20 years. Because, like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, like, like even though I've never seen her stuff, like, I know she's very talented. And, well, you, like, watch, very you talented. watched season
1: one of Killing Eve, right?
0: Yeah. That's her. Like She wrote that. Like, I know that, you know, people are really talented, but that means that, like in order to cultivate that like they cannot be pushing out content content at the rate that like profit margins need them to yeah. which is like so twisted and evil and it's also why we get the like even anime And I click- also
1: think that's why the my favorite seasons of any long show that I like for example The Office or Parks and Rec which are really just comfort shows like like them don't like them critique them whatever uh, they're shows that i watched in middle school and therefore I, I will always enjoy them um but my favorite seasons of the office like after i'd say season four or five is really the tipping point and everyone knows on michael scott leaves that is is when like your own like if you watch it past season four or five you watch it because you've just fallen in love with the characters that is not the strongest writing of the show if you want someone to like the office do not try and defend season 8 and 9 because there there's nothing <laughs> that season 8 and 9 have to offer except for like wholesomeness that just being a, being a fan of the show you want to see your these characters that you've spent so many hours with, like, have fun, be cute, whatever. And they even try to do this, like, angsty storyline with Jim and Pam in the last season, and I just don't like it. I, I think trying to revive the writing in the, in the show when they do attempt it is just not strong, because, like, it, it's just, it, there's no incentive to make the show good anymore, because they really were the underdogs of NBC. They were on the verge of like being fired and cut so they had to make things that like was really good and then it once they started making money and they were the money makers of NBC the quality went down and like the fan base like just never left
0: um yeah well see that's the other thing I think and that's
1: like a a problem I think with like network television in a way that limited series and short things and, and what has gotten me into movies is that there is an incentive to get the best in a limited amount of time, which I've learned to appreciate more. Right, but right.
0: sometimes I, I also just like to live with characters. I like to spend yeah. time with actors. Yeah. And see, so. like, that's the shows that I ha- the very few shows that I have watched, like some of the Netflix limited series, such as, like, I'm not okay with this or End of the Fucking World, like, things like that, like. Each of the yeah. episodes are like 20 minutes long, and it's like there's like 10 episodes or like eight. And like the way that the storytelling is done, and the way that like the, f- the cinematography yeah, is You refuse like, like, to watch Fleabag. So, okay, this podcast is just us progressive. Each episode is just progressively longer than the last because yeah. we, just, we just keep fucking talking. So, that was the end of our special edition bonus episode podcast episode. Wait. Okay, I just said the episode, I just said episode twice, oops, anyways, thanks so much for listening, uh, and f- subscribe to us on Spotify, and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, I am at a Sunny Book Nook on Twitter, Renaissance is at Renaissance, but instead of an E, it's an X, and on Instagram, Renaissance is at Renaissance Marie, and I am at Sunny with a Camera. If you have any comments or uh, hot take suggestions or submissions or thoughts, email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye.